What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the real cast. As always, I'm your host, Basic Carl, and alongside me today, we have the man, the myth, the nigga who can steal a kin with one single glare. His what name is Chio the Don. Hey guys, great to be back, man. Give you some audio adventures. And yeah, just need to get to the shits, man. How so, you been? Nah, I've been great. I've been great. It's good to be back. You know, I've been looking forward to recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some positive feedback on a few of our episodes, and I'm yeah. just grateful for that. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's given it a listen, yeah. who's taken the time to give us feedback. You know, we welcome positive, negative. Any, any engagement, want. basically. Yeah, like any engagement, like we really do appreciate it. Thank you to all the listeners, and don't forget... You can catch us at the Real Cast SA on Instagram, and um, you can catch our SoundCloud as well at the Real Cast SA. Um, also, if you want to find us on our personals, um, that would be myself at geo underscore the underscore Don. Yourself, Carl. You can find me at Basic Carl on Instagram. You can find me at oh, basic underscore. I told him not to be nervous. Like it's our fourth time doing this, but okay, fine. Um, are we? Ready to get and to the shits? Yeah, before we get to the shits, we have an unofficial guest with us today. Notice what I said there. Unofficial. Please welcome the one, the only, Liam Hayes. Yo, what's up, Liam, man? Yo, what's up, guys? I am back. Back? You've never been here. I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unreleased content. How's your oh, yeah. yeah, so but, he yeah. was here for one of our pre-shows. Um, Sure, you're gonna like um, his engagement. He'll just chip in when and if he's needed. But yeah, man, just want to get another dynamic, you know, to the show. And yeah, we welcome, you know, like we said in our pilot uh, episode, a diverse, um, I guess, plethora of opinions. So yeah, Before that being said, into, can I just mention something? I was reading an article like a few weeks ago, right, about this family, right. That had a policy, funeral policy, I'm guessing, with Old Mutual, right? Mm. And this dude passed away, and for some or other reason, Old Mutual was taking long with the payment, or refused to with the payment, I don't know the, the details, you know, so I'll put that out there from the beginning. And what this family decided to do, is take the dead body to one of their branches and leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I saw, I saw this on the news, and I was like, look, yeah. look. By all means, respect to the dead, bruh. I'm not making fun of the dead, or I don't think it's funny, but really? Take the dead body? And people were saying, like, yeah, they were desperate and whatever, but really taking the dead body to an old mutual branch, bruh. So, yeah, first of all, in my opinion, uh, when I heard that story, I was a bit sickened. Um, not because of, and this might sound controversial, but not because of old mutual taking long to make the payment. I mean, um, Companies have always had their red tape and their bureaucracy to, you know, um, finalize claims and things like that. So I'm I'm not new to that. I know it would piss me off as well if if I was the how can I say the recipient of such uh, treatment. But like first of all, like oh respect the dead man. Like do you think that dude or that lady also I don't know that the nitty gritty. I think it was a guy. Yeah. Do you think that dude wanted to be dumped at the old mutual offices? I doubt it. Look, I'm um, sure that's not in anybody's dying wishes or world. Yeah, or like so I think that what it does speak to though is um, people realize that they can get a lot done or have seen that a lot can be accomplished through shock culture. 
You know what I mean? Can you remember when they when they slaughtered the cow or the sheep or whatever on the beach yeah. to prove a point? Do you understand? I think um, stupid. Yeah. So obviously there was like some ancestral um, explanation for that, and you know we respect that culture and things like that. But I also thought at that time it's a public place. There are people who are going to swim there. There's blood, like you know things like that. Yeah. Really slaughtering a sheep was that like. And if I can even before we like before we even digress on this topic, but like what stood out for me, look, like you said, respect the dead and whatever. But like even the the, the, the comments on social media, like Twitter, people were saying like, yeah, I think I'm gonna reconsider my relationship with old mutual, and how can old mutual do this to a family that's in this type of situation? They mourning, and you won't pay out funeral policy, and. You know, old, old mutual is, 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 is sick and bad for doing this and behaving or treating their clients like this. But my thing is, how do we know? Like I said at the beginning, let me reiterate, we don't know all the facts. Mm-hmm. I only know what that is. Yeah. Right? So, how do we know that this guy wasn't behind on his policy? How do we know that he didn't pay for six months and his policy lapsed? Yeah. Now you're so quick to jump the gun and blame old mutual. Honestly, like... With regards to that post that you were saying about, yeah, I'm going to reconsider my relationship with Old Mutual. Bullshit, man. And even if you do, and even if hundred or thousand of your friends do, guess what? In 20 years' time, Old Mutual still going to be here. And you're True. probably going to need one of their policies. So yeah. I say that to say these institutions are not, um, how can I say, they aren't new to controversy. They aren't new to, um, I guess, this, the shock culture might be new. But um, you're not going to shock anybody into doing anything if they had a policy set and they were straight on the legislation and they were straight on their policy that you signed off on. Like, at the end of the day, they're not going to feel some type of way about that. No matter how you think that that would be impactful, um, at the end of the day, business is not run on emotion. Businesses that are run on emotion, they fail. So, yeah, that, that's my two cents on that. Um, I do think that it's unfortunate that um, the guy didn't get uh, his payout. Uh, no, he did eventually you know, get the payout. Yeah, but on I time think like if, you, if, if, you, if you look at the bigger picture, man, like this just shows that nowadays with the whole emergence of this sort of social justice, if you will, you know, this mob justice, like social yeah. media, these keyboard warriors, yeah. if you will, like we've given them so much power. It's almost like nobody cares about the facts. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong. So I thought we could maybe just discuss that, you know, give our thoughts. But moving on. Yeah, Segway Kings. Let's get into the shits. So on today's episode, hospital experiences. To give you a bit of background, my co-host over here just got out of hospital, you know. Luckily it was nothing serious. Just, you know, precautionary measure. And obviously when I was doing the checkups in the week, we decided that maybe this should be a good, uh, this could be a good topic to talk about, and I'll let you lead the way. Yeah, you know? sure. Kick us off. So, so what I what I, what I when I heard this experience hospital experiences topic, I was like, actually, I think this would be good for you. I'm not so well versed on yourself and Liam's hospital experiences, if any, but um, it, it was important for me to um, how can I say, bring the the differences between types of hospitals, right? So back in the day. Um, my first experience with the hospital was with the state hospital, right? 
Um, we won't mention the names of any hospitals yeah. here because no, um, I don't want to go find my records and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, just for privacy sake. Um, but yeah, it was a state hospital. Um, you know, resources are top notch. You know, where it counts, like in the theater and and you know with the radiation with regards to x-rays and chemo and that that type of thing that is top-notch that we can't um how can i say we can't um begrudge them that um however where where you really see the difference is uh with the staff yeah and the staff are mainly overworked and underpaid you understand and also the capacity um is also maybe the patient relationship to doctor or the patient relationship to sister, nurse, whatever, is like one to many. It's almost like Paul's more where the wardens are like one warden to a hundred prisoners. You understand? So, obviously, if you use a bit of logic, you can think that if there is only one doctor for, say, a hundred patients, and this is me spitballing, um, I definitely know that it's more than in like a, a private institution or something like that, right? Um, if, if that is the relationship, then obviously the quality of the service is going to suffer and therefore people might have long waiting times, people might deal with uh, staff that um, aren't as, I guess, welcoming as they would want them to be, you know, because I mean, these people, end of the day, they have to do it to put food on the table. A lot of them come from a very, very good place and they really care about people. But at the end of the day, when you're overworked as a human being, like, some of that stuff filters through, you know, um, especially if you're doing it for years and years and years, right? Yeah. So um, I've, I've definitely experienced that um, on a serious note. And then um, on a, I guess I'll get to my, my private experience um, once we go around the room. Um, but I wanted to mention like a funny story, I guess, from the hospital, right? So um, I think I was 12 or 13 um, and I was in what they call the SAR. Now the sal is like where they keep uh, people who have to overnight or have to be there for like a week or something like that, right? I meet this dude and um, he, was a, yo, he was a really, really entertaining guy. And he told me how he comes from a, a place here in Cape Town, um, outlying place. Um, and he told me all these stories. So I don't know if you guys have this friend, right, that will say he did all this weird shit there and he will believe it. But you know in your heart of hearts that he's talking shit, right? So this dude tells me, yeah, you know what happened? I was swimming in a dam one day with my friends. Um, and we were swimming, we were swimming. All of a sudden, I feel something pull my leg. I'm like, yo, bro, that's not a joke, bro. We can't play like this, like we're swimming. And then I realized my bra's on the other side. This is now me speaking as him. And I realized it was a snake. And the snake had my leg. And I was swimming and I was swimming. And I kicked the snake. And then I went underwater to go get the snake's head because you must you must go for the snake's head. <laughs> so, yo, bro, I'm telling you this, bro, I was serious here. And it's like, you must go for the snake's head. And then I, I took it, I took the snake's head and whatever. And, and, and now I'm wrestling with the snake, man. While I'm underwater, I'm keeping my breath, everything. But now the bubbles start coming up. And I'm like, yo, I need to go up. So I bring the snake up with me. And now we're wrestling. My friend's like, Tay, are you mad? And I'm still wrestling with the snake. And it turns out that I didn't know how strong I was pulling and I ripped the snake in off. Yeah, this is what the bride told me. Yo, bro, 
you know what song was still in, bruh? Beat goes on by Madonna, bruh. Yo, that man used to walk through the cells playing that. There was this other uh, chick there. She was bigger. And he was, like, uh, macking on this girl, right? And um, you know those um, those colorful chairs that you have in crash? I don't know if you've seen it. Those plastic chairs, man, that yeah, are different yeah, yeah, colors. Talking about, yeah. So there was, like, a room there, like a playroom for the younger kids. Um, so I caught him standing on that chair to kiss her, man, because he couldn't <laughs> get to her. <laughs> now, I can tell you that this is not what happened in private, right? But I guess it gave me, like, a, a, a good, you know what I mean? Um, it gave me a good understanding yeah, of someone different, you know? And, and I think also in my life, I, I think that um, listening to different perspectives and people from different places can help you out. Also experiencing different things. Again, uh, that's the purpose. Can help you out. So, yeah. Of the real care. For sure, for sure. So, so I, I can't really speak on, on public hospitals because I've never actually been hospitalized or admitted into a state hospital. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> um, but I can only speak on what I've seen and what I have seen is horrifying. Like in terms of service delivery. Yeah. Look, I I was actually listening to a debate on the show that happened a couple of months ago. Actually, I think it was in March. The show is called The Big Debate. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Um, Maybe some of our listeners are. But they were debating this new NHI, and we'll get into that a bit later. But like this one lady, like not not even one lady, like most of the people that were listening to the debate, they all had experiences, horrific experiences in the state hospital. People lost their children, people lost their loved ones, not even due to illness or due to like severe accidents, but to just plain negligence. So I'm actually extremely grateful that I haven't had to be admitted into a state hospital. So yeah, that's my opinion. That's only based on what I've seen. Um, and you obviously yourself have experienced. Yeah, I can tell you that the procedures that had to be done and all of that was top-notch. It was stellar. Like the doctors that work there, they are actually top-notch doctors. I think where the, where the problem lies is the waiting times, definitely. So service um, delivery. Yeah, so service delivery and obviously that speaks to the overworked and underpaid and understaffed uh, yeah. vibe because um, obviously the prices are cheaper because of the subsidy from the government. Um, but that also means that people get paid less and they're not really willing to employ more people, you know, because your wage bill is your biggest expense as yeah. any business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I can speak on that. Um, so you say that you don't have any guy that was talking to you about snakes at private. No, bro. Like, even or you're just watching DSTV. Yeah, private hospital. <laughs> like, do you have privacy, basically? Mm. You know, if you're not listen to talk to anybody that's next to you, or even listen to see what's going on around you, you just close your curtain. Done. You know, put in your earphones. Uh, a lot of the hospitals just give you a pair, but the last time I think my mother was in the hospital, we had to buy a pair, so I don't know. Maybe the economy is not doing no, so I also well. had to buy you know a pair now. Recently, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know if Liam has anything to say regarding public hospitals, private hospitals. Have you ever experienced it and how was your experience? Nah, like, this, my situation is the same as Kyle's. I've never had to be admitted into a, into a state hospital. Always private, fortunately. Um, but I have worked at a, at a state hospital. Well, not at one, next to it. But my job, like... Um, 
to say, required me to to walk through there like almost every day. And like like Gio said, um, we're not going to mention any hospital names, but this particular one was not up to standard as far as hygiene goes. Um, like yeah, I don't know which one you went to, but this one was like it was dirty. Like the conditions of the the wards and the waiting rooms, like you said, and stuff like that were just horrible. And like I worked there for three months, and in that three months, for two weeks of it, I was hospitalized because I picked up a viral infection oh, in the hospital. In the hospital. In that hospital, yeah. Flipping out. And I've I've always had like a squeaky clean record as far as what hospitals go. I've never been admitted or anything like that. I've never broken bones, never gotten really sick to where I had to be oh, hospitalized. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you not playing Banshee when you were younger? I never got the like that. Do you know, know what the Banshee is? No, no, like no. a like that, that stuff that you make with a crat, no, with a crate. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, and then you, like then you steer. Oh, I played with it, but I never got it. Like a yeah, bobsled. Didn't you go over a ramp with your bike? And then land on your front wheel instead of your back wheel. But I've never gotten hurt that bad. Oh, lucky lucky ones. Old school tobogganing. (laughs) (laughs) What's that place's name? Cool Cool Runnings. Eat your heart out. I work there as well. (laughs) So you say you're a bit of a nomad when it comes to the jobs. Holiday jobs, bro. That was high school jobs. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, like I said. How did you feel when you were there? Like. Did you feel like you just wanted to leave? At the hospital? Yeah, when you were yes, hospitalized. Yes, I hated being there. It was horrible. Like, the people that come there, obviously, they not the most... Well uh, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it's not the best crowd to be around. And also, like, yeah, like I said, the conditions of the place. I just felt like you feel like you're going to get sick if you stay in there. But isn't it ironic how you... you, you like you're supposed to be in a hospital that's supposed to be one of the cleanest places that you can find and yeah. get sick yeah and, and that's weird. one thing that like even when i was listening to this debate about the nhi and i'm thinking to myself these guys want to implement the overall so what's the nhi okay the nhi is basically national health insurance right so it'll be the equivalent to the uk or scandinavian universal health care right so this is basically a system where the government runs that the healthcare system Right, so you would, wouldn't have a private and public sector. All this okay. is just my understanding. So basically, wh- what this plan is in a nutshell, right, is the government provides health care to everyone. So the aim of this plan is to provide good health care to everyone, not just people that can afford medical aids, and allow that the, the less privileged, basically, to also afford the same care. So how it works is, for the first, I think, until 2026 is when the rollout will be completed. So they're obviously going to implement it in stages. They will be uh, overhauling. Where are they implementing this? In South Africa. Okay. So they will be overhauling both private and public hospitals, state hospitals. Okay. Right? Providing them with the technology that they need, with all the relevant equipment and things like that, to basically bring it up to stand. And then provide healthcare to all South Africans, right? Okay. So there's a few issues that I have with this, right? Um, firstly, well, the main issue that everybody seems to talk about is why are you overhauling a system when you can't even provide proper state hospital care? So okay. I don't know if you if you if you agree with that. 
My, my, I, I, one thing I want to know about this NHI is, are they going to pay everyone? Because um, that, for me, is the most important. Well, um, I have a few stats here in front of me, but basically it will be a tax-operated thing. Uh, up until 2026, no one will have to pay anything. I think it's part of the budget. And then after 2026, that's when they will implement the tax part of it. Okay. So, so like, what do you think of what I've mentioned so far? Um, I think that if it could get to a space where um, no one, I guess, is discriminated against or, or is lesser off because of the, I guess, financial standing, um, then I'm definitely all for it. Um, because I, I, since I told you now in my experiences, I've experienced both sides. And obviously the side that um, I enjoy experiencing uh, is obviously the private side. But I've also seen um, when I was in the, the, the state hospital and things like that, not just what I was feeling, because uh, I was definitely out of my comfort zone, but those people who were with me in that cell that I mentioned, like a lot of them have been there for years. Like that brother that said that story, he was there for four years. In the hospital? Yeah, his legs were like, I don't know how you say it, buck. Like his like legs were like, like, his, like his toes were, weren't facing the front, so it was facing feet, the side. Yeah, club yeah. feet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, he had like these uh, metal frameworks yeah. around his legs yeah. to, to straighten feet. it, you know. Feet, yeah. So yeah, um, so, club feet. <laughs> so I'm saying if, if we could get to that space where uh, everybody is like on an equal basis for things like that. Um, uh, yeah, I would definitely be for that. My issue would come with the whole tax thing, um, especially in South Africa, knowing how many people pay tax. Yeah. You understand? So I think the first point of departure would be we need to get more people to pay tax. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, we need, need to more get jobs. more people to get jobs. Yeah. You understand? And not just create more jobs, but also try and change the, the how can I say, the paradigm of some people um, that are in the labor force but yeah. not looking you know yeah, um, right. i think that's the expanded definition if we're going all economics on us but yeah that that's what i think um i think that it's definitely sounds currently like a pie in the sky type vibe and i think it's going to get a lot of backlash from the current taxpayers definitely because um you can say you love the people and you can say this and that but once your money is affected i know that you are going to so on that point, right? I understand that hey, this is a nice plan. You know, it's perfect for everyone. You know, um, I'm all for the equality type thing, but in, but what we need to also understand is we need to be realistic. We don't live in a utopia. And like I mentioned before on one of our pre-shows, I'm very conservative. I believe in minimal government involvement. And I think I've like stated this a lot of times. Yeah, like, yeah, you got pretty like, heated about <laughs> it as well. Like you guys would know. <laughs> and the issue that I take with this is that the government will then be taking your your, your right to choose, okay. right? Because, and I think that, well, because there would no be there wouldn't be another option. You understand? This will be a universal healthcare, so everybody will be part of this healthcare, right? And that basically means, or according to my understanding that the government then dictates which, which hospitals you use. You won't then have access to your private doctor or prescribed doctor. I, I do believe that there are special circumstances that, that cater for that sort of, uh, how can I say, need. 
but I also think that it's 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 something that's very far fetched. Right? So in this plan, does it say there that you won't be able to go to your prescribed doctor? Because my thing is this: if the the thing is, if the systems and the and the, and, and the service and all of that those things that that go coupled with that. If it is the same anywhere, then why can't I go to my own doctor? Because remember now, there will be more people that have access to that. Do you understand? So there needs to be a sort of, there needs to be order. Do you understand? Okay. And if you look at, I'm sure you guys, you guys have seen this, whether you stayed at the state hospital or been admitted to a state hospital or rather, or even just visited a state hospital, visiting a family member or whatever the case may be, there's always huge amount of lines. Huge, yeah. Like people are waiting and waiting and waiting. Sometimes you see people that are, look like they're half dead. And you'd be surprised as to how long these people are waiting there. So you're saying that's going to be the case at the former private institutions yes. as well? Yes. So I don't know I, I don't know the specifics of this plan, but um, what if they made it like, this is an idea now from mine. Okay. What if they made it like the hospital closest to you, right? Okay. Um, you go to that. Okay. So, say for instance, you had an accident, then yeah. okay, fine, you go to the hospital closest to you. But like, if it's something that happens in your vicinity, you know what I mean? Because hospitals aren't like on every corner. True. Definitely, there's like one centralized, you know, that's closer to the surrounding areas, you know, like a relatively uh, equal um, amount of kilometers away or something like that, right? So, for instance, if I live in an affluent area like Constantia, or something like that. And the hospital that is closest to me is, by default, a former private hospital. And I've been there, whatever. Um, I know the doctor there, or whatever, man. Like, I'm used to that type of service before this thing was was, was um, implemented, right? Yeah. If I get uh, any health issue or whatever, I need to go to a hospital and I'm in my vicinity, yeah. I still go there. Yeah. Do you understand? And that's how I regulate, like, somebody from... Um, how can I say what what place can I somebody from uh, Hansby yeah. is not going to go to my Constantia okay. hospital I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying and then there's another issue that I see that possibly could happen okay. remember people living in urban areas right have different medical needs than those people that live in rural areas so now you look at it like this let's say in rural areas right uh, they work in terms of, or they work on farms, for instance, you know, and let's say you work on a farm, uh, a possible scenario, right, is an animal attack, let's just yeah. say for instance, yeah, and you get badly injured, right, let's say as well, like I said, the needs are different, so it could be that this hospital that is in this rural area doesn't necessarily require all of those resources because there's so little people there and seldomly something happens that they in dire need of, let's say, an urgent kidney transplant, for instance. So, would they then have those type of resources, those type of doctors where these cases are rare? Let's just say, for instance, look, I don't know the statistics, but I'm just using my common sense. So, my question would be currently, what would happen in such a They would situation? be actually be taken to an hospital that has the capacity to accommodate them, which is usually far out. And this is the general consensus that I got from watching this debate. Mm. But now, the, but but for me, like the state hospitals, from what I know, they yes, they are understaffed, 
but they do have something for everything there. Yes, like, I understand, like I but I'm not talking about state hospitals. That had like a snake, snake venom. Yeah, I understand thing. that, but I'm not talking about state hospitals in urban areas or suburban areas. I'm talking about rural areas. So, like, if there's, let's say, five clans living on a rural piece yeah. of land, right? Would it then be feasible for them to have, let's say, 10 doctors, heart surgeons, where they don't really particularly oh, need okay. that? So, oh, are so we then wasting like resources? Do you understand? Whereas yeah. in the urban areas, people are more likely to pick up diseases because yeah. of the pollution, because of the, you know, the type of life that's in urban areas. And the rats in the so, waterfront. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then do we then pull those doctors out of those areas and put them in the urban areas? Because we all know there's a, there's a shortage of doctors. Of doctors, yeah. That's do you understand what I'm saying? And that's where my issue lies. Mm. And then if you're talking about shortages of doctors, right? In this plan, and I've listened to another conversation that was on the news right and someone from the department of health i don't want to like try and name this person's position because i'm not particularly sure right but i would say it's someone high up right she was discussing basically how they would go about the salaries of the doctors right because let's say uh, or, or, or the, the the plan is to bring down the cost of health care yeah. right that's the plan and also then raising quality and in my experiences when you decrease cost so you decrease the quality yeah okay so they're saying basically they're trying to bring down the price and make it affordable for everyone and then what happens doctors are used to making a lot of money yeah like doctors are doctors coining coin it because you need doctors you will always need doctors there will always be people that are sick there will always be accidents yeah all right so now if you if you tell me as a doctor right the the national or the international rate for let's say operating on a broken leg you can earn about 50,000 rand just as a normal figure 50,000 yeah. but now because of NHI I'm capping that amount to 25,000 rand so why would I want to work here exactly your, so your... another concern is doctors will be leaving mm. which contributes to the shortage of doctors so she did mention that they want to do like a yes, but what they, like yes but what they said what she also mentioned is that they will involve doctors and say look here you know, I have a discussion and then come to a mutual agreement. But at the end of the day, they're capping salaries. Do you understand? Yeah. Which means that m you, the motivation to work here... Look, you the can tell me... incentive to study yeah. for seven years. Yes, like, and, and, and you can also tell me, like, look, but I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for the money. But look, I will go out on a limb and say, not everybody is, you know, has that type of art. Most I'll people go out on a limb and say 95% of people... Are doing it for the money. Because everybody the has day, a number. Wanna, yeah, you want to give your, your family the best life that you possibly can yeah, and also like in terms of the studies and the, and the rigorous yes. process to that goes into being a doctor um, you know you that probably want to be remunerated so so these doctors because of the uncertainties these doctors are thinking about leaving mm, do you understand like so, a brain drain. yeah so so there's a lot of effects that need to be considered here and i don't think that south africa is at the point where they can actually even consider such a plan yes i'm not saying that the i'm also in that same breath I'm not saying that the private health sector is perfect. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. There is sort of there is a regulation or some sort of regulation that is needed yeah, urgently yeah, yeah. in the private sector. And I think that instead of radically overhauling the system that we have, I think phase it in. Yeah, not even phase it in. Try and fix what you already have. Like how do we expect how do we expect the government to handle healthcare on such a large scale? Because remember. What if or or if this plan or bill were to be passed, right? 
we would be giving the, the government an enormous amount of control and power. Because even, they even mentioned it in this debate that it will be like a business. They will be almost like a CEO of this particular yeah. topic. And history shows us that corruption is something that is rife yeah. in our political system or our governmental system. The state. Would you want that in your exactly, in your health care? I'm talking about billion and billions and billions of rands that is going into this plan. Like, if I could look at it now, it says here that it probably needs 256 billion rand in annual funding. That's based on 2010 prices. In annual funding? Yes, annual funding. Yeah. So they, and what they say is that most of the money, right, up until 2026 will come from money that the government already has. So for 20, for, from 2020, 2026 right because they're already phasing it in and piloting this particular yeah. plan and so then what happens then do you understand you they then saying they will look at taxes income taxes and also uh, redistributing that the, the healthcare tax credits that you get from SARS oh you do wow have that as well yep so you're taking and, and people are saying yes free healthcare free healthcare but people are paying for this yeah People are paying. You are you going to you as a South African citizen, working citizen, that already pay so much tax, going to be taxed even more. So I, I am one hundred percent for the the equalizing of healthcare. You know, there are a lot of people that don't have access to this, and it's a shame. Yeah. Because we rely on the government in terms of state hospitals to provide the citizens with, with, care. with care, and not even America, like a first world country, has state hospitals. They don't have healthcare like like a healthcare system like we do. Like they don't have a public sector. Yeah. A lot of the, or, or all of the I would go and say all of the healthcare is, is it's like a benefit, employer benefit that they get. Okay. Other than that, they're paying out of their pockets or, or insurance that they have, insurance plans that they have. Mm. So. So I think that over the long run, it doesn't seem like something that's feasible. First of all, but yeah, let me get your thoughts on what I've just said. Yeah. So. Um from what I hear, um, definitely very complex, um, such a thing. Um, I'm sure they will have taken this into account, but I think that the complexity is not to be understated. Um, I think that the current climate and the current um, situation that the country is in should be looked at. Um, this is one thing I would look at. Look, I'm not in government, nor do I have any aspirations. Wow. Uh, nor do I have any aspirations to be in government, but um, uh, I do I do see what you're saying. I'm trying hard to disagree here, um, but there's a lot of valid points that come in, especially my point um, to this is the whole salary cap thing. I think that unless we have like a conveyor belt of world-class doctors being churned out, you know, in the future, where we can afford to do that, um, I think that we, we must try and while we are at where we are at, um, cherish, I guess, the, 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 the brains that we do have and the, and the people who have put in the work, you know. Um, because, yes, a lot of the time, like when I speak to doctors or aspiring doctors, um, what, what first draws them, um, say, if you could say it's 50-50, is the, um, the love for the people. Yeah. And to, you know, they have to take the Hippocratic Oath, all of these type of vibes. But at the end of the day, if I can be a doctor somewhere else for 100k and, and I'm a doctor here for 50k, um, my mind's made up. You yeah, know? And, yeah. and when I say my mind's made up, 
I say again, and I refer to a quote I said in one of our podcasts. Um, we all know what we ought to do, but what we ought to do and what we do is so different from each other that he who does what ought to be done instead of what is done will learn the way to his pedal and not to his preservation. Sure. So because the overwhelming need for a person, for a human, is to self-preserve, the way I self-preserve is by getting that bag somewhere else yeah. where I can get it sure. bigger. Um, because at the end of the day, you're not going to put the food on my kid's table. Yeah. Which is sad if you look at it from yeah. a, a human and, and loving perspective and caring perspective. But like I said, that's what we should have done. That is not what mm-hmm. is done. So um, I do think that it's an interesting topic to mention. Um, it's also nice to, that you bring it up before it is in effect, you know, like... And a lot um, of people don't know about this. I didn't know about this, And a lot of people don't know about this. And that's what what I find so scary because it's almost like you are are living your life, you know, going about your daily business and all of a sudden, bam, you know? Wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) man. That that entire aspect of your life just changes and to you it seems like it's in an instant, Mm. but it's actually been coming on for a long time. And what I will say, another issue that I have with this is that you look at the SOEs, Right, like it's a, a state-owned enterprises. enterprises. Yeah, and I, I'm am I am I missing the part here? Metro Rail. I don't know about Metro Rail if it's still, but I think so because yeah. of the service. Look at the state of SOEs. I mean, yeah. SAA is losing like fifty million rand a day because of flights that are getting cancelled. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So you can't even get that right. Escom is getting load shedding like nobody's business. So you can't even get that right. We just had load exactly. shedding now. <laughs> and, and how can we trust the government to, to you know, take something or, or take care of something that's so important to its citizens? And that's why I say I believe in limited government. The government should be there to make sure that the country is running as it should. So but not we shouldn't the government should not be in, in control of as those type of aspects of our lives, like healthcare. Because now remember, if the government were to roll out this plan, right? And it was successful, let's say. Right? Mm-hmm. We then give them the power to take away that healthcare. Do you understand? We that they can at any time take away that healthcare and say, listen, for some other reason, we focus we're not gonna focus on this anymore, we're going to change the system, and then what? So so on that po- point, I think that's a bit of a false dichotomy. It's like black and white and no grey. Um, I won't get into the meat and potatoes of that, but that's just my my, my take on that, but what I wanted to ask you is, given the current state of the healthcare, how would you provide an alternative to, you know, making it more seamless and making that disparity um, less of a gap, okay. you know, um, without implementing this? Uh, on, the, on the false dichotomy that you just mentioned, I do not think so. The reason I say that is because it's sort of a, I, I believe that this is a power play. This has nothing to do with equalizing healthcare or equality, these people don't give a damn about equality. Because if they did, the current health system wouldn't be in the state that it's in. So you saying that it's a false dichotomy or fallacies or whatever you want to call it, whatever... Because you're giving two options no, and what, not... What, whatever there might be want, more options. There, there will always be more options. Because my point of view is not necessarily your point of view or the next person's mm. point of view. There will always be different options. But based on what I'm saying, is, or, or based on my opinion, what I'm saying is this is a power play. This is to according give, to according to me. That's why I said based uh, on my opinion. So this is more of a power play, and I look deeper than just healthcare. 
Because remember, once they can take control of such an important aspect of your life, right? And people are not, and people just, let's say, roll back and accept it. They can start to take control of other aspects of your life. And you might not realize it now, like I mentioned in the previous episode, or I think two episodes ago, the boiling frog effect, or even yeah. in the pre-show. Yeah, I think it was one of the pre-shows. Okay, so let me just explain it quickly. The boiling, the boiling frog analogy. If you were to take a pot of water, right, and boil it, and, okay. then, and bring it to the boil and throw the frog into the boiling pot of water the frog will find a way out or try and get out yeah. because it's too hot but if you put the pot of cold water in and put uh, put the pot of cold water onto the stove and put the frog into the cold water and slowly heat the water it will get warmer gradually and the frog will then eventually melt from the inside and die okay. so, so you say that to say it's slowly implementing sort of policies and changes to gain more control. Because right now they're selling it to you like, oh, free healthcare. And obviously to the underprivileged person, it's amazing, but that creates dependency on the government. Do you understand? That's why I'm saying limited government is, in my opinion, the best type uh, or the best way to live a free life. Where, and by free, I mean freedom of choice. Do you understand? Freedom of choice, where to spend your money. Freedom of choice, how to live your life. Because it's slowly, the government slowly inserts themselves uh, more and more into the lives of the citizens until they gain, uh, uh, how can I say, a tremendous amount of control where they are then able to dictate. And you probably say, oh, that's a, a slippery slope. Da, 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 da. Slippery that's like slope. me telling you. But you, like I said, you, okay, I'm not gonna, let's not get personal here. Let's not get personal. Why you wanna here. get personal? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just having a conversation. I don't, wanna, right? I don't wanna come across as I'm like, ah, you don't know about it the way I do. I don't wanna come across like that. So that's why I'm stopping myself. You see, because you need to be very careful about what you say. Definitely. So, so let's just avoid that completely. But that's just... But I wanna say that, that I do agree on the, the whole dependency thing. I do agree that um, the more involvement, the more dependency it inevitably will create for citizens on... Um, to the government, right? Um, however, what I wanted to say on that as well um, is that I just think that it's a lot of... Um, oh, oh no, I, I don't even want to say that. I want to say this. Um, it does sound like a theory that somebody... Like, you keep on saying... Um, and I'm going to break it down now. Okay. More government involvement equals... More control equals less i guess um more dependency for, from citizens and i guess equals socialism yeah am i right that's what it equals right and this so goes so, back so whose theory is this this is the theory based on Karl marx it's called marx yeah okay i thought read, that sounded familiar if you yeah. read the and, and and you know what's what what stood out for me in this debate right um i'm, I'm look at these people have there's so many different people there but there was this one guy he's also in, in the house part yeah, of the government yeah. or some sort of union or whatever he says and and they always bring up the government always does is they play the race card okay do you understand and i think that i'm not even going to get into the race in the, into into race fighting or whatever yeah we're not race. definitely i'm not going to get into that right also now. we That's, don't have any political views yeah, here. Yeah. we are just, very neutral uh, yeah, but it's just opinions. we're just talking about our opinions so and why do we need to bring up the race card why do we need to bring up hurt in order to possible for instance why do i need to use that as a play on my side yes race does have an enormous effect on our daily lives because of apartheid and whatever but apartheid ended 25 years ago 
So yes, so and, and in no way am I saying that the effects of apartheid are, are no longer visible. That is not what I'm saying in any way, shape, or form. But why do we need that? Why do we do we need to bring that up? Because what he said in specific, right? This he said. I, I might be paraphrasing, but what he said was, this is not about. Um, Wait, this is not about us trying to implement something against your world. This is about the haves and the have-nots. So why do we need to create that divide? I'll tell and you why. Not? And I'll tell you where the haves and the have-not stems from. It's from a guy named Saul Alinsky. And he was also a community organizer. And what these people do is they use your weakness to sort of rally you up yeah. against, let's say, the haves, as they would state it. So, basically, that what the, the message or the message that I get from it is that, listen, you don't have anything. I don't have anything, right? Yeah. But Liam has. Liam has all that money. Why doesn't Liam share it with us? Liam has no obligation to share his wealth with us. With, and, but from a moral standpoint, it could be a douchebag move for you yeah. not to help if you can. But he, has no, he worked hard for that money. So I'll, 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 end it, I'll end my sort of argument with this, right? We talk about, you know, equalizing healthcare, you know, e uh, how can I say, rectifying the, 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 of the inequalities of the past. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll say it like this, right? Another analogy. Let's say there's a homeless man on the street, right? Okay. And he's hungry. You can see he's hungry. And you have, let's say, a McDonald's burger, right? And you say, okay, he's hungry. Okay, I have enough to eat. Let me share my McDonald's burger with the, with the homeless, homeless man. man. Right? That's an act of charity. You're doing that out of the goodness of your heart. Correct? Yeah. Correct? But if I come to you and I say, and I put a gun to your head, and I say, Gio, give you that, that same to that homeless man. That's under duress. Exactly. So now we're paying taxes. The government is taking from us to give to those people. And I'll, I'll, I'll stop on this. Right? This is my final point. This is my <laughs> final point. Yes, we live in a capitalist system that that gives advantages to the powerful. Right? It's not the best system, but it's the, it's better than any of the other systems that's ever been tested in history. And I think the best way forward, right, is to equip our people. And when I say our people, I mean people of color, which is. Uh, majority of the disadvantaged communities are made up of colored yeah. people. I'm not saying that white people don't have it hard or any other race don't have it hard, but majority mm. is people of color. Instead of non-white, yeah. Instead of people, or instead of the government saying, "Listen, we're going to fix this for you. We're going to do this for you. We're going to fix all your problems for you, and we're going to equalize everything." Why not give our people the tools? You to give cook? a man a fish. You give a fish. You are. <laughs> 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 Yo, it was, it was lucky. No, I did that purposefully. Did you not see that meme? That video, that video. I think nah, it's Batutola nah, Misa or nah, whatever anyway, his name anyway. is. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you give a fish. Yes, <laughs> so, basically, instead of fixing everybody's problems for them, right, and creating that sort of dependency, why not give them the tools to cope in the system that we live in? Yes, it's not a fair system, unfortunately. And this is not because of apartheid or because of that, whatever you, or colonization or whatever you want to call it. I mean, America's slavery ended 400 years ago and they're still not over it. 
So don't you think that we should give our, our young people the tools to cope and teach them how to survive in this sort of environment? Look, I, I look, I don't totally disagree with a lot that you said, but I want to kind of give you more context on, you said, why must we bring in the race card? Why must we say the haves and the have-nots? Why must we, why must we this? So you were talking about government officials introducing this, right? So government officials um, are politically affiliated. Am I correct in saying that, right? And a lot of them might have political aspirations, right? Right? Yeah. So if we look at a politician, right? Um, tell me which politician you're going to vote for as the average man, right? Not as the woke dude that has stats in front of him now, as the average man, okay? Um, so. Oh, you're asking a question? I'm asking, yeah, I'm asking. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I didn't even ask the question. No, I thought you asked, where am I going to vote for? Oh, guys, literally, I'm going to give you context. Okay. You got to vote lit. on someone you vote for. It's just like, guys. Like, like, automatically my brain rebuttals what you're saying. Guys, um, in the comments, pray for the hashtag, pray for Gio. Pray for Gio, bro. Oh, I don't want no smoke. <laughs> this guy's got stats in front of him, bro. I've just got my brain. So, I yeah. Hey? I hope you Sure thing. Yeah, so I was going to say, the guy who says this, right? Yeah. So, if I'm elected, right? Next year, when I'm elected, all of you are going to get 100 rand more on your benefits, right? Mm -hmm. This 100 rand is just going to magically fall out of the sky, mm -hmm. but don't worry, you'll get it. And with that 100 rand, you can do this. You can buy your KFC. You can buy um, your 100 rand. This might be a bad example because you can do nothing with 100 rand, but you but know yeah, what I'm saying, right? You can buy this, you can buy that, and um, I will just give you this 100 rand. Or the politician B that says, so this is what I'll do if I'm elected. I will give you the tools, you know, um, maybe like like uh, books and things like that in your libraries. I'll update that. You know, we'll do this with the government's money. We're going to use taxpayers' money. Um, so taxpayers, just please bear with me. And then what you're going to do is um, I pledge and I, and I beseech from you to go to those libraries, use those resources, instead of being on Facebook all day or instead of... Um, I don't know, loafing all day or whatever you want to do. And with hard work and time, maybe, and knowing the right people, you will get to where you want to be. And then from there, in time, and by time I mean years, we can build up the generation and we will be amazing. You know, who are you going to vote for as the average man? The brow promises you 100 and out of nothing, or the brother tells you, get off your ass and educate yourself. So I need to approach this, obviously, not being myself. Not being yourself. And most, most likely tend to want to choose a guy that gives us 100 grand. And that's why they are bringing in and these rhetoric devices, because they are appealing not to you. They are appealing, okay. and, and, and even I, though, and if, even though they're dealing with an that. issue like health, yeah. it's, a, it's a political yeah. aspiration that, that's coming that's, in. So you I will find. never have a successful, honest politician. Yeah, of course. Fight me. Of course. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. That is yeah. absolutely 100%. So, so that, or if you want to put the argument, I'll say 99%. Yeah, 99.9, like Protex. Yeah. 99.999%. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about that 1% that's fucking swine <laughs> flu? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that um, basically what we need to do is we need to, how can I say, we need to sort of educate 
ourselves. So w- what I was basically saying is that we need to increase that one percent, that or point one percent, because the reason a lot of a lot of our people are, you know, they 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 gasping at this and 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 you know, basically like clutching at it that we need this sort of universal healthcare, for instance, is the fact that we don't know any better. Do you understand? We we see something that is thrown in front of us and said, listen, and saying, listen, we will give you this healthcare for free. The 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 healthcare that the rich have will now be available to you and we're going to equalize it. And we get so happy because it's something that we you know we long for. Right? We long for that we don't actually sit back and think like, okay, the government doesn't even provide proper state hospital care. Where are they gonna get the money? Because it's like, oh yes, this is what we've been waiting for. No more lines, we will be able to get access to these private hospitals. And you're saying like, yeah, fight me, fight me. And I won't argue with that because yeah. it's true. But so, we, we, so, we so. I find fault with that, right? Instead of that cycle of the 99% going around and around and, 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 and mauling for this hundred there, for instance, why not ask yourself, why? Why are you offering me this? Where is what, it coming from? Where is it coming from? And also, I also think that why are we always making, why are we always making it out to be that our people can't do anything for themselves? Why are we doing that? Like you are a colored male. That's so I am. A colored male. I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's not get into this. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah so you are a colored male, right? I identify as a colored male. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, we didn't give you any trigger warning, bruh, please. <laughs> trigger warning in the description. <laughs> so what I'm saying, like you are a colored male, right? And I'm sure you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Right? I was not. But you're doing well for yourself. I mean, you've got a good job in the financial industry. I have a job in the financial financial industry as well. And I didn't sit around moping, waiting for the government to say, oh, I'm going to give you free healthcare. Do you understand? Why don't we equip our, 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 our kids or our youth to fight for what they want in life? So can I interject right yeah. there? I agree 100% with what you're saying there. And what I do think is... Um, in terms of, I was going to ask you, so how do we, I guess, try and cultivate that? Because obviously it's not the, the major yeah. thought that is running. And I think this podcast is a good example of yeah. it, right? This is us having talks that we used to have alone, you know what I mean, um, about these type of issues. Um, but now, I guess, we're trying to aim for, you know, and, and this is not like a, this is just so that we can get that awareness out there. So we can say that we have tried, you know, not to try and change your opinion, yeah. not to try and make you think like we do, yeah. but to try and give you another perspective. Yeah. You know, I think that is extremely important, like I mentioned when I was talking about the state hospitals. The perspectives that you can get from other people can kind of broaden your mind, you know, and it can, and it can make you, I guess, less susceptible to just taking free money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, free money... Um, there's a saying, an old saying that says, if it comes too easy, it probably is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or oh, I don't know if I fucked that up. It was too good up. to be true. It was too good to be true. There we go. It probably yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that in terms of our job uh, and, 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 and the conversation and the discourse that you're having right now and we're having right now, Look, we don't agree 100% with That's everything. Discourse. Gang, <laughs> gang, gang, gang. Are you nuts, bro? Don DeMarco. I was say, <laughs> you see the synergy. Uh, and I'm not talking about the liquor. 
anyway. <laughs> but like, if I, can... um, I, I think that that's very important that we're having, and I hope that um, you know, if you're listening to this and you know someone who who could maybe not benefit from this, but maybe appreciate yeah. it, and you know, um, maybe even disagree with it, maybe give another point. Like 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 we said, we always open to this, yeah, so true. please don't forget to share. But what I would say before we close this topic, for right? sure. Um, my point is, we are not weak as a people, people of color, especially because of our disadvantaged past and whatever our heritage, let's say it like that. Look, I will never use um, apartheid as a crutch. I would never use it as a crutch because it's not my fight. It's not my fight. Yeah? It's not my fight. I didn't live during apartheid. So I do not have the right to bring it up as an argument. Right? And I'll close on this. We are not weak. You are not the person that, how can I say, that needs stuff handed, for you, handed to you. You are capable of achieving your dreams no matter how long it takes you. And that's why I think I'm so passionate about Oh, this. I want to be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Wait, man, what I'm, trying to have a, I'm trying to have a moment here, right? Okay, okay, so, okay. So, Hi. like, whoever needs to hear this, where do you think I'm like, like, where do you think, like, Carl, you are, you know, you are drifting here? But you're I, on one yeah what i need to say is and i think that's why i'm so passionate about these issues you are not a weakling just because of the color of your skin you are not weak whether you are born in a shack or wherever you are born you can make something out of yourself and you do not need anybody to hand anything to you we would all like free stuff obviously i like free stuff too yeah bro. but you do not need someone to come and fix your problems for you because you are perfectly capable of fixing it yourself whether it takes you a month, a day, a year, 10 years, you can fix it. And I'll end it there. That's just basically what I'm trying to say. I think so, my co-host Carl has put on a masterclass for you guys. <laughs> I, I think I think that your passion really came through. Um, you know, back that up with your, with your facts here and there. Um, also, I think um, our guest Liam, even though he was a man of few words, um, yeah, remember it's unofficial, so we couldn't give him that much airtime. But um, yeah, like we, we do thank uh, his presence here yeah, and also myself. Like um, I think I could give some some insights into into the topic as well. I think it's a very important topic, um, and I think that you ended perfectly, Carl. Um, I want to reiterate: we are not motivational speakers. Yeah, we are not. Um, definitely not. Just I opinions. Do hope though that that this can I guess yeah, okay. just. Not even motivate, just get you to think. Yeah, just just get you to think whatever. Wait, wait. <laughs> just use your fucking brain, man. <laughs> wherever it goes from here. <laughs> oh, this nigga, um, Don't worry, I'm gonna give him a sleeping pill now. <laughs> Look, man. Speaking of sleeping pills, I think like fucking train of thought now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like sleeping pill, date rape, drugs, dates. That's just that fucking what. You said you said a sleeping pill, right? Then I thought date rape drug, then I thought date, then I thought girlfriends, then I thought sloppy seconds. What the fuck? I'm trying to segue Wait, 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 guys, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the most convoluted segue in the history of podcasts. Thank and you I very know, much. In, in no way am I making light of, you know, 
Gatorade drags in yeah, the Yeah, we're not. But that was just my trade of thought now. So also, just remember that we've said this before. If you're a sensitive viewer, yeah, please just, you should not yeah, be listening to, like, yo, yeah. relax. Like, move, bro. <laughs> we don't have time for this. We, we are just talking. You're welcome to join the conversation yo, in the comments. Draconian, man. Yeah, but I'm like, just leave. If you don't like it, if you're going to get upset. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Stop anyway, a second. Yeah, stop I'm, I'm second. excited. And Liam, I want to get you involved here. Let's go. Because, let's I go. mean, this is something we all know. Let's start it off. <laughs> No, I never meant it like that. I never meant it like that. Just wanted to close off the episode. This one act like we were sharing the truth. We won. Okay. <laughs> Look, what do you guys think the term sloppy seconds means? Let's go around the room. Geo. Okay, Liam, I think... I th- I think nah, I Geo. 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 Me? Okay, wow. Yo, clockwise. Someone's Geo. demanding today. Let's go. Are we going in a roti? Yeah, in a roti. Experience. Okay. Yo, <laughs> three of bounce. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All jokes on the side. Um, I think sloppy seconds. Look, definitely a term I've used before. Definitely not a good way to you know make mention of the fetish sex and all that, or whatever you into. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's definitely something I've heard of, and I'm sure most of the listeners have. I think that. It's only sloppy seconds, right? If there is uh, still an amount of hurt where the guy was with the... Someone please person. give this man a bell. Yeah. 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 The, nah, I mean, because because why, mean. why? So my thing is now, when I say, say for instance, Liam, no? I was with a girl. We, we, we all heterosexual here. So if we talk about <laughs> girls, then yeah. So um, I was with a girl. And then like two weeks after we break up, uh, Liam is just all up in that DMs. Uh, okay, <laughs> I say, I say, all up in that DMs, and you know, I see pictures posted with Liam and things like that. And if I don't feel some type of way, I wouldn't care. To be honest with you, I've been in situations where this has happened. Like, I didn't feel some type of way about it. Maybe not my friends because there's a bro code, but like another guy and that that's another topic the bro code um yeah but maybe like another guy um and i and i happen to meet him somewhere and i still want this girl i still feel like yo i love her and all this type of things i'll be like yeah bro that's my sloppy seconds you know why because my ego took a big knock and now to get my ego back up and i'm not um too uh how can i say i'm not shy to talk about it um uh, if my ego took a knock, I'd probably say, yeah, that's my sloppy second, so enjoy tasting my dick. <laughs> okay, wow. So, yeah, um, that's what I would say. I think it's definitely um, coming from a hurt guy. I don't think, or, or girl, or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I don't mean that it's... You keep touching on that topic. No, bro. I, I keep, you, bro, you keep going back bro. to that topic, bro. This is not the time. This is not for sensitive <laughs> Anyway, that's what I think. I think hurt people hurt people. And, oh, that's um, like, that should be our motto, bro. Yeah, that's hurt people hurt people, bro. Hashtag hurt people hurt people in the comments. <laughs> if in the chat for our fallen brothers. <laughs> oh, hey, that's my, that's my two cents, man. I feel like that's the most I've spoken all podcast. Um, let's yeah, go, okay. Carl. So, I, look, I can't even disagree with that. Because I, mm. I can just echo what you said. I think it's to do with hurt. I think it's to do with the ego, and I think it works both ways, with women and men. Yeah. Or, you know, what, yeah. 
Um, Let's stop that. <laughs> okay, no, stop. I'm just joking. It's just a joke. Yeah. I'm just joking. But yeah, it works both ways with with both genders, you know. Or, yeah. So like, because I've seen cases whereby the girl would be a bit hurt, and sometimes in the in the case of a woman, it could be much worse. Like I know cases of where women actually went out of their way to destroy their new relationship. But they don't call. The thing is, just because they don't call it sloppy seconds, doesn't mean that. They're acting like that. Yeah. Sloppy seconds is just a word that us... Um, it's an umbrella term. Guys, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an umbrella fan. <laughs> so yeah, um, based on, um, on on us guys, like that's just something that we would do to act like we're still nonchalant yeah. about it. But, but actually, you, that's... You like, hurt, oh, right? you duck it. We're going to be crying. Let's be the wale. Oh... But there is, it doesn't always have to do with feelings though, because there is that situation where it's like, um, uh, maybe like, I know it's a, it's a very, people would call it a toxic, toxic way of thinking, but like, you know, in your group of friends, and then you see like a group of girls and you eye one, but you and your friend eye the same girl. Like you had your story in the club, I won't go into it, but yeah, yeah, story yeah, in the yeah. club where you all eye the one girl. Yeah, 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 the baddest one yeah, on the yeah, yeah. floor, yeah. Yo. So then, <laughs> you made a music video. <laughs> so then you all like make a, almost like a, uh, like a competition out of it to see who can get the girl first, Ooh. but without telling each other. And then one comes and he's like, oh, remember that girl I got with her? And then the other Yo. one will come out of the blue and be like, nah, but I was there first. Yo. See, so the word comes to mind, yeah. and it all comes back to rage. I hit it first. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's, to me, there's two ways of, of looking mm. at it. Wow. Have you ever used the term? Nah. You haven't? Never. Have you used the term? The no, term something? Yeah, I have. Yo, have you not? No, bro. What? I respect you. Yo, look at these two <laughs> throwing me under the damn bus right now. Uh, like I but, said, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the most experienced. <laughs> I mean, listen to this voice. Of course, I'm the most experienced. Yo, I think we got you know, all yeah. this tomfoolery needs to end. Yeah, so. um, we do enjoy having you with us. Thank you so much for joining us yeah. on this audio journey. Uh, this has been the real cast. Uh, Liam, thank you so much for joining us, man. Where can we find you? Like, do you have any socials? Uh, I just do Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Liam, H Y E S on both. Sure, and you said you were an as- aspiring photographer, right? I am. I am. So can people eat you up? You know. Okay. In the DMs. In the DMs, it's going down. <laughs> oh wait, um, just. And yeah, before we before we close, you know the, the you know before we do our whole outro thing, I just like to say, guys, we are we we understand the seriousness of some of the issues that we've touched on. But uh, we also believe that you shouldn't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. If you can't laugh at yourself, I don't yeah. trust you. Yeah. So, um, on a serious note now, this is not to provoke anybody. These things are not to discriminate against anybody. We're just talking, sharing opinions, having fun at the same time. So, like we said throughout this whole podcast, if you send it to line away. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, be sure to uh, comment what you think about yeah. this podcast. Comment on various um, I guess, topics. Yeah, uh, topics that we had. Uh, yeah, we will definitely, we do read all the comments. Yeah. For now, we can still do so. So, um, 
yeah, we do read all the comments, and um, I hope that 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 you know you join us again for the next episode. Content yeah. coming soon. And 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 like, if you guys are interested in becoming guests on the show, please let us know. We'll eat you up. You know, depending on where you stay. I mean, I'm not gonna like. Get someone from Johannesburg before. <laughs> Unless like, we do a Skype call. Yeah, you can even do that. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you guys are interested in being guests, hit us up at the real cost essay on Instagram and Twitter. That's coming soon. We'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you know about the Twitter, but Insta definitely up. Yeah, but um, yeah, just let us know, guys. Um, yeah, even Q and A's. Like you know, we'll be interested in, in hearing from you guys. If you have any questions for us, look, maybe one episode we'll take a dive. And just focus on the questions that come away, the comments mm. that come away, like, Kyle, we hate you, we hate you. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, we know we, there's a lot of those coming. <laughs> yeah, and like, G- and Gio, come and scan your pin. So please engage with us, we love to hear from you yeah. guys. And yeah, Gio, take us out. Sure, man. So um, thank you so much uh, for the listeners. Um, as you know, this has been The Real Cast with Kyle and Gio. Um, you can catch me at Gio underscore the underscore Don. You can catch Carl. At Carl. Why do I always get this wrong? Because <laughs> you're a bitch, nigga, that's why. <laughs> at basic underscore Carl. And as always, this has been... Remember to keep, keep it real. real. Until next time, guys. Shit! <laughs>